I stared in confusion for a moment, then set aside my mug and reached for the money. Next to it was a note. For anything you might need. D. Absently, I counted the stack. It was about a half inch tall and only contained hundreds. When I was through counting, I just stood in amazement. Ten thousand dollars. Devin had left ten thousand dollars just sitting on the kitchen counter. My happiness abruptly deflated like a popped balloon. Last night had seemed special, a wonderful reunion after too many weeks apart. But now it was sordid, tainted by money left figuratively on the bedside table, as though Devin were compensating me for having sex with him. I lived in his apartment, for which he paid all the bills, but that seemed different than a pile of cold, hard cash. I didn't know what to do with the money. I couldn't leave it sitting out. Back in the bedroom, I hesitated, then put it in the top drawer of the nightstand. That was probably the most appropriate place for it anyway, I thought somewhat bitterly. Now I was really late for work. I drove my own car, although I had the keys for Devin's Porsche. He'd left them when he'd left the keys to his apartment and a directive to move out of my best friend Logan's place and into his. But driving such an expensive car made me nervous, so my old sedan was preferable. Marcia, another teller at the bank and one of my few close friends, was pouring herself a cup of coffee in the break room by the time I hurriedly clocked in and tossed my lunch into the communal refrigerator. Oh, pour me a cup too, please, I said, somewhat breathless from my dash into the building after I'd parked my car. She obliged, pouring a second cup and eyeing me. You look a little tired today, she said. Everything okay? Devin came last night, I said, taking the cup from her. We fell into step together as we walked to the front of the bank and to our teller booths. It's April, and you started this relationship on New Year's, she said. Six times in four months, that should make you happy. Her voice was carefully even. She didn't really get my relationship with Devin, but wanted to support my decisions, which was more than I could say for Logan. I was, I said, pausing outside my booth. But then this morning, I saw he'd left money on the kitchen counter. Marcia raised her eyebrows. Money? I nodded. She frowned. How much? I glanced around before answering, then lowered my voice. Ten thousand dollars. Her eyes flew open wide. Ten thousand? Shh! I glanced around again, but no one had paid attention. Ten thousand dollars? She said again, this time much more quietly, but no less astounded. Are you kidding me right now? I shook my head. I counted it. Did he talk to you about it? No, he just left a note. And it said, she prompted. I pulled the scrap of paper from my pocket and handed it to her. She read it, then handed it back. What do you think it means? I asked. She shrugged. I have no idea. But you know, I don't understand how this relationship works anyway. Maybe it's just what he says, some money in case you need it. But I'm already living in his apartment. He pays all the bills. Why would I need money? Girl, if you think you're going to get sympathy from me because your boyfriend gave you ten grand to spend on whatever you want, you're looking in the wrong place. 
Her dry comment prodded a grin out of me. We had to stop there because customers had entered the building. I was busy all day, and when I did pause to eat lunch and chat with Marsha, we didn't talk about Devon or dissect the events of last night. Not that it stopped me from dwelling on it all day. Was I making a big deal out of nothing? $10,000 was a lot of money. Maybe it was a goodbye gift. Maybe I wouldn't see him again. The thought made my stomach clench as anxiety struck. Surely he'd tell me if he wasn't coming back. He wouldn't just leave and not say a word. But I wasn't 100% sure he wouldn't do just that. I had no way of reaching him. When he called, his number was always blocked, and he didn't call that often anyway. There was no predictable pattern to it, and he rarely stayed on the line for long. Warm spring air greeted me when I stepped out of the building a little after six o'clock. I was tired.